Hey everyone, we're ex-roommates, there's three of us, and this is our podcast, hosted by Phil, Josh, and Brady. Our episode today is sponsored, and you'll hear more about them later. Thanks for tuning into our stories, and let's get started. All right, welcome back to another episode. Today we are going to be talking about music, but we're going to talk about like our influence and and what our favorite genres and albums have been over the years. Just because we, we've talked about music so many times on the podcast, and a lot of times it's in the context of us doing marching band or doing WGI indoor percussion. But of course, because we're musicians, we love good music, and we've also gone to concerts together and stuff so yeah we're gonna talk about that today the the big like main question i want to ask is and i think it'll lead to the answers to the other questions that i want to ask you guys i'm curious to know like what your growth and like the span of that time was like when for example you're in middle school you're in high school like the things you listen to to now like what was that like you know rock paper scissors did you win? I win. Nice. He didn't win. I just he, pointed at him to go first. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought you were going to go first. Am I okay, going first? Okay, sorry. Him go well, second. Well, actually, Brady just won Rock, Paper, Scissors, so he's I going did. first now. I did, did win. not win Rock, Paper, Scissors. So, <laughs> yes. Yes, I did, Phil. Then why am I going first? <laughs> because I pointed at you. <laughs> Correct, I won. Said, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> so, my my music scope has changed drastically over the years so i've said this before on the podcast i think once maybe twice Mm -hmm. so my mom who happens to be josh's senior year english teacher i don't know if you guys knew that no absolutely i did not know that but on top of teaching just finding this out today (laughs) wow (laughs) really really made me think wow wow uh so on top of her being an english teacher she also teaches theater and because she's a theater teacher, obviously she's like listened to a bunch of musicals throughout her life. Mm-hmm. And that was honestly the first thing that I remember listening to would be a bunch of musicals when I was younger. So I was raised on musicals with a slight bit of jazz, more of like swing music every now and then, but heavily, heavily, heavily like listening to musicals. Like I awesome. remember on the original like iPod Nano, mm-hmm. the super, super tiny one, I think mm-hmm. you could have like five albums on it. And I'm pretty sure that mine, the first five, were all musicals that I, that I had on there. Do you remember which musicals? Oh, man. The first one was probably The Lion King. I listened to that a lot. Nice. That's really cool. When, yeah. Just a quick story. Because in the last episode, I talked about how I went to, or one of the other episodes, I talked about how I went to London when yeah. I was in high school. We saw The Lion King musical, musical live Oh dang. In, yeah. in London. Yeah. It was great. That's awesome, man. The um, the Lion King, I'm trying to remember. Honestly, I can't remember because it's been so long. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. Look at that face, Josh. You're beautiful. Like, you're beautiful, beautiful man. Um, but honestly, the most recent musicals that I am listening to, the I feel like it's an obvious choice, but Hamilton. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. listen to that. And then there's another musical that Lin-Manuel wrote called In the Heights, which is, I think it's actually my favorite musical he's ever written. Just because it's the same sort of rap, but it's about the history of a Mexican immigrant who's living 
in the Heights in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever city that is, Heights in New York, I don't even know. But it's it's still the rap, but it's over Cuban beats, which is really, really fun for me to listen to. <laughs> Wow, you I'm talking, that? and you're gonna—that was absolutely your water bottle. That was the what? 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 Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was the most careful I've ever seen anyone put a water bottle down. I know he it's, do it's, be killing it. It's a hydroflask, so it's loud. Oh yeah, everyone knows that. It's yeah, so just so loud. everyone knows, Phil has a hydroflask. I have a bigger hydroflask, but that's neither here. Your hydroflask is bigger. Yes. <laughs> but from <laughs> so back back to the topic. So I started out listening to musicals. After that, uh, I the biggest name that I can remember listening to would actually be Switchfoot, which is a mm. Christian rock mm-hmm. band that's from San Diego. Yep. yep. And I listened to basically musicals and Switchfoot. I would even venture to say up until high school was basically like the scope of what I really listened to. And I remember my freshman year being in a computer design class that they had. And my friend was listening to some music, and I was like, oh, like, what music are you listening to? Can I also listen to it? He's like, sure. Hands it over to me, and it was the album The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Oh, that's a huge shift from Switchfoot. It, it very much <laughs> is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that I would define that as the moment where I stopped listening to musicals so much, and even, like, the, the Switchfoot rock type of music, and then severely shifted into the scope of music that I'm at right now. I would like, say... Oh, to, to what you're at right now? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know where the connection is, but there's somewhere. But I went from My Chemical Romance to I think currently the genre I listen to the most is probably hip-hop with mm-hmm. a little bit of folk in there as nice. well. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I love everything you just said, Brady. Thanks. And I think we're just going to end the podcast right here. Just kidding. Cue the outro. <laughs> So, so my journey through my musical taste and, and all that, if I'm really thinking back, like I remember when I'd be driving in the car with my mom, the, the first thing I can think of is she would, we would always listen to the jazz channel, right? Like that's what we would call it. The jazz channel. I don't know if that's what it's actually called, but that's and what your mom called it. Yeah, it and so that's what channel. I called it, the right. jazz channel. We get in the car. Mom, can we put on the jazz channel? And she's like, absolutely. Smooth jazz, 98.9. Yeah, that was it. Was it actually? Yeah, that was <laughs> it. That's exactly what it was, yeah, 98.1. Or 98.1, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a smooth jazz station. Mm-hmm. So that was something I was super into because that's what my mom played in the car. And like I remember one of the, the songs I always, or the artists I always listened to, looked forward to listening to on the radio was Phil Collins. Because he would he would be played on that station, which and we all know how much of a banger the Tarzan soundtrack is. Dude, it's the best Disney soundtrack. Yeah, Phil agree with me. <laughs> Phil hasn't seen Tarzan, so he probably I have seen know. Tarzan. I oh, love Tarzan. Just kidding. He's breaking the plates. Yeah, that is a great song. Yeah. No, no, all the all the music is is super good. I thought the Incredibles soundtrack was great too. I mean, that's technically yeah. Pixar, Ooh. but. Mm-hmm. Incredible soundtrack was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pirates. But anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it all started there from me just thinking back, um, and then of course you know I got involved in in band and when I was uh, I started playing clarinet in fourth grade. So I, I started getting influenced by whatever 
the band directors were having us do. And That's, like I remember in like seventh or eighth grade, we played a Star Wars piece, and nice. I think it was March of the Ewoks, which I think it's oh, from episode episode six. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, this is awesome. Like I'm playing Star Wars music, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, so, so then my influence, I think, really started to shift to what what was what I was playing in ensembles, uh, such as things like that. And we also played. When I was when I was in middle school, we played a piece that was a um, a variation on the shaker tune, which is like simple gifts. That one, yeah, Aaron Copeland. So I got really into that, and then like you were saying, like your original iPod, right? Like these are the things that I was starting to put in my iPod was Phil Collins, random stuff I was playing in middle school band, and then like you, I did start to get super into the that like kind of emo genre, dude. I was so into it, so into it. Would I, you would you say that you were into it enough where you were part of in band? What? Didn't you play like keyboards? Oh, or? oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was in high school, right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, when I was in high school I, I played synth for yeah, we, we just like had a, a garage band basically. Uh, me and some of my friends. Brian Heron was one of them, who I was in drumline yeah. with. And you were in drumline with too. Mm-hmm. And he played drum set. Nice. But that wasn't really emo. That was so so Going from like the emo style music, we went into what I what I'd call hardcore, which is a subgenre of metal, where there's it, it's still like very it's very heavy. Like the the guitars are are tuned and drop tuning, and yeah, we were so into that. And we actually did we did a couple concerts, which was which was really fun. So I was super into that. My my like my original I feel like my original favorite band that I ever had was this band called Under Oath. Have you guys heard of them? No, I don't think. No, I don't. They they they're a hardcore band. I saw them live at. Uh, I saw them at Soma in San Diego. You guys been to Soma? No, I have not been to Soma. You haven't been I know there? what okay. Soma is. Though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's in uh, Point Loma. Saw them at Soma. Saw them at Warp Tour. Yeah, I I feel like just dropping the name Warp Tour alone, right. like that, probably sums up what my musical taste was back then. Yeah, huh. when I was in high school and, and getting out of high school, so. So yeah, there was that, and then of course, uh, when I was going through high school and, and into college too, all I was still performing in concert bands, and those those pieces were also really influ- influential to me too. So like modern composers like John Mackey, he has a lot of really interesting contemporary stuff. In fact, actually, a lot of marching bands have taken his music and and put it out on the field because it's just so it's just so fun to listen to. Yeah. So, and then now. I'd say you two have actually really influenced what I listen to. And I, I totally appreciate that. Like when we lived together, you guys showed me who Anderson Pack was. You showed me who Hiatus Coyote was. And those are some of my favorite artists. I've seen both of them live now, and those are some of the, the craziest shows I've seen. Yeah. So you, you guys definitely introduced me to a whole different genre of music that I never even realized how much I would appreciate. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess. Yeah, get in there, Phil. All right. It's time for my progression through music, I guess. And um, for me, it started back in elementary, or not uh, not elementary school, but we, we all have like the same beginning, you know? Right. We're at the mercy of our parents and what they listen to. Yeah. So 
And for me, my dad was, my mom and my dad both were super into like just classic rock. So, and I like talked about in another episode, we traveled a lot, not just by plane, but we would also do road trips and stuff like that. And in a car, like I vividly remember just listening to bands such as, well, a band called Cars, uh, the Doobie Brothers, mm-hmm. Three Dog Night. I, lo- I love the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, the Doobie Brothers are great. Three Dog Night. Um, who else? Cool in the Gang. Oh, Bruce Springsteen. My parents mm. love Bruce Springsteen. There's a crazy story they told me like about when my dad was visiting my mom in Sweden. They hitchhiked to France to catch a concert that Bruce Springsteen was doing over there. It was crazy. Bruce Springsteen was huge in Europe. Um, nice. But yeah, so started out with that, um, all bu- a bunch of CDs, really enjoyed that. And then I remember being in elementary school and like seeing kids that had like an iPod or whatever. And I was like, what is this? Or like the whole concept of iTunes where you could download just a song and like all this. Let's not even get started on LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> LimeWire, exactly. And from there, I remember down, like getting an iPod eventually and then that's when I started to introduce to other variations of rock because that's all I had really listened to was just rock all the time. And, and, um, <laughs> what it was that? I was like, got it. Shock um, it on, bro. And, uh, and so that's when I started branching out to different variations of rock. So it went from like classic rock to alternative rock and kind of also like the same email, like, like my camera mm-hmm. that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, Eventually into heavy metal like uh, Metallica and mm-hmm. and all that stuff because that's when I was learning how to play drums and like the heavy metal kind of especially at a young age like really attracts like oh intense loud fast drumming mm-hmm. you know um, and so I went through that and then similar uh, again when I was before right yeah before I was listening to like some metal I was also listening to uh, orchestra. Mm-hmm. Or orchestral type music because um, like, I my first instrument was trumpet and so I remember having like uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack downloaded I think I did too yeah yeah like Pirates of the Caribbean I was thinking of another I can't remember which one it was but yeah another like just action movie you know mm-hmm. and and then and I was still listening to rock wall so listening to the theater like the orchestral stuff and I also joined jazz band. So I was getting more into jazz, into like funk, into mm-hmm. kind of soul and R&B, but mm-hmm. like old R&B. And, and then I got to high school and I listened to a lot of, I think it was alternative and electronic music mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, a lot of electronic music. That was kind of my introduction to electronic music and... Although, like, I have, like, different phases, it really just kind of opened, like, it was all, like, opening the horizon of music and, like, mm-hmm. appreciating different styles. And so that was mainly my high school. was like, My high school was, like, jazz, electronic, like, mm-hmm. real jazz, like, big band jazz, uh, electronic, and an alternative. Mm-hmm. And then hip-hop and, like, modern R&B and funk, that happened in college, and for a long time, I was very not about hip hop. Yeah, and me too, actually. And I, I don't me know too. what it was; it just never stuck out to me. But yeah, then same. One day, you know, you just listen to an artist or a song or something, and suddenly it just a shift happens. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you learn something about the the artist, and you're like, 
oh, like, like this, this is what I've been missing out on. Like, yeah, I've been missing out super on, legit. On, on like what this person, like their story to tell. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I really got into that. And that's obviously what I listen to now with like Anderson Pack and mm-hmm. Tom Mish and all these other artists with, mm-hmm. but yeah, like for me, I just, I definitely go through stages of like finding something and then listening to it a ton and then you move on to the next. Mm-hmm. But overall, I feel like my musical taste has just like grown and I still appreciate all, all those styles of music yeah. that I've grown fond of over those years. Absolutely. Um, and now it can either be like a nostalgic factor associating it with a memory or just appreciating the music for what it is. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we're going to continue our conversation about music genres and music overall. But uh, first, let's listen to a message from our sponsors. Awesome. Thanks for listening to that sponsor bit, guys. We appreciate it. We appreciate Anchor and everything they do for us. Um, so we just finished like kind of like our musical journey through the years and like what we listen to. And Josh, I believe you have another kind of segue or segment to mm-hmm. this discussion. Yeah. So like you said, we talked about our all of our personal journeys with music and how we've grown. So now that you know we've had that experience and everything we've talked about, what are your favorite albums? I have a few to go through and I'm going to try to kind of hit the multiple genres I listen to also, but we'll see. We'll just see how this goes. Some of my favorite albums would definitely have to be, well, I mentioned two of my favorite artists are Tom Mish and Anderson Pack. So I'll do an album from both of them. Easy one for me. One of them is going to be Malibu. It's a great album. It was my introduction Absolutely. to Anderson Pack, and it just kind of, it really opened my eyes to like R&B, hip hop, like like all those kind of genres that it just really made me appreciate it more. And then for Tom Mish is going to be Geography. That was, I think, the first full album I listened to by him. And it really just made me listen to him more and more and check out his other stuff from there. Mm-hmm. And then another really great album that I like is, I really like the Origin album by Jordan Rakai. Mm. That's a really good album. It wasn't the first album I heard by him. Um, I, I, don't know, I just love that album a lot, and I felt like he really shined during that album. And another album I like, going more on the electronic side, is True. I think it's called True by Avicii. Rest in peace. Yes. That one's a really good album. And I, I yeah, I like just listen, you can listen to it through, and it's, it's just a really good album. I like it a lot. And A Moment Apart by Odezo is another really oh, good album. Oh, yeah. I like that album a lot, too. Mm-hmm. I love the Greatest Hits album by Foo Fighters as well. Oh. Not really children, but no, Foo I, Fighters. <laughs> no, I actually I love that album, too. Yeah. They, they have so many good songs. Yeah. Is that the one where it's like the Silver album? Mm-hmm. I think Facebook? so. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think that was my first introduction to them. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good album. I like that one a lot. All right, I'll go next for sure. my, my favorite albums. Go so the first it. one I'd like to mention is Good Love by Brass Tracks. I think mm-hmm. I've talked about them before, but yeah. it's it's not an album as much. It's it's like an EP where it's only like six songs or so. So it's not a full-length album, but it was my first introduction to Brass Tracks. And if you haven't listened to them yet, please do. Of course, would have to be Malibu for the next album, Anderson Pack, mm-hmm. Love Them. Uh, another album I'd like to bring up is 22 A Million 
which was my first introduction to Bonnie Iver. Uh. And uh, I remember the first time I listened to, there's a song called 715 Creeks, where Dude. it's just him on a piano. We used, we used that piece in a mission show last year. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful piece. Yep. I love that piece so much, so strongly suggest that as well. Uh, Acid Rap by Chance the Rapper. I feel like that was my first introduction into hip-hop as well. And that's, I think it's still his best album as well. And the last one I'd like to also say is Graceland by Paul Simon. Because Paul Simon is for sure one of my like favorite artists. I can listen to his music at any time. I think he writes really, really brilliantly. Nice. Yeah. All right, so let me hop in there. I don't know about you guys, but do you, do you remember that like trend that happened on Instagram like a couple months ago with Bill Clinton holding all the albums? Oh, yes. yes. Like I Bill literally Clinton. just pulled up that picture. I was like, what were the albums that I threw on that? Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so for me, I'm going to name five. There's four in the picture, but I'll name five. So I laughed because you said that thing about your brother getting the, the 1975 albums. Mm-hmm. I also love that band. I really do. And so their first album, which is just self-titled, the 1975, great album. I think it was a great introduction to me to their sound. And I was pretty much hooked from then on out. So really good stuff. Also, John Mayer, Room for Squares, one of his first albums. Wow. So good. So I was good. not expecting that one. Yeah. I, every, every once in a while, I come back to it. And when I do it just hits me so hard about how good every single song on that album is and just like how how incredible they all are so he was young when he did that album too right i think it's his first album i believe so i think that's his first full length album mm-hmm. so i love that one and then i was talking earlier about like my growth um through music and the band under oath I was so, so into that band. So they have an album called um, They're Only Chasing Safety. And you, you guys probably may not have heard it, but I think it's their best album they have. They, I think that that was the moment when they really figured out their sound. Um, although they did, they did the next album after that, which is called Define the Great Line, also really, really good. And this was like the mid-2000s when these albums were coming out. After that, I think that their sound started to change, and they were also losing members, and they were kind of figuring that out. But... I think this was the peak of the best sound that they had. Uh, and like I, like I said, this is a, like a hardcore metal band. I was really into them. And then we got Hiatus Coyote, Choose Your Weapon. They only have two albums, right? Just this one and the... the they, they have a couple like... EPs. EPs, yeah. but main albums, yeah. Yeah, Super. that's my favorite main album. They're, they just have such a unique sound and groove, and all of those musicians in that band are incredible. So, and then the last one I'll, I'll shout out is I talked about it. I don't remember if it was in this episode or anyway, I talked about it earlier. The Kid Cudi album, Man on the Moon. I think it's his best album, and it was my introduction to to hip hop. And I just I thought like you like you said, Phil was like, whoa, this is what I'm missing out on, and that's exactly how I felt when I listened to that for the first time. And on that topic too, I want to I want to throw out uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. by Kendrick Lamar because mm-hmm. that was my introduction to Kendrick actually which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy because he had released some really crazy good albums and EPs and singles before that album but mm-hmm. like I said I was like really late to the hip hop train and that album also really opened my eyes to hip hop probably that and 
Malibu is not so much hip hop, so I'd say more so to Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Um, and honestly, mm. I like as someone like as a videographer, like I'm a huge, huge uh, appreciator um, for storytelling. And Kendrick Lamar is a master storyteller. It is. It's upset. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Sweet. Okay, so I got a couple more questions for our discussion today. So we talked, obviously we talked about albums and this might, might be a little bit repetitive, but if you could just choose a couple, who are your favorite artists? Josh, why don't you go first while okay. we think about yeah. this? Yeah, go ahead. Go. go for it. So I would say that, like I, like I said, I think my original favorite band of all time is Under Oath, although I'm not super into them anymore, but I definitely still appreciate what that style of music gave to me at that time. And I mean, I, I could never imagine myself you know, like 30 years from now going, oh, I don't like that anymore. No, that'd be stupid. Like I still really love that style of music. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember blasting that music in my, on my iPod, like on band, band competition days when on the bus on <laughs> yeah. Saturdays and stuff. Like that was, that was what got me hyped. So under oath is my original all time favorite band, but this is going to be a complete 180. Lately, lately, I've really liked Dua Lipa. Complete 180, right? She just she just came out with a new album like yeah, this, two months ago or something. Yep. And you know we were talking about how uh, like being in jazz band and influenced uh, your your style of music, Phil. What I really love about Dua, Lipa, Dua Lipa's music is not necessarily like the poppiness of it, but all of her songs have such a strong funk influence, like the bass lines. I think that is what sells it for me. Like that's what makes her music really good. Uh, and, and of course, you know, a lot of the lyrics are quite catchy and, and that kind of thing. But the funk aspect, I think, is what it yeah. just, I'm just like, dang, I, I, I could just turn this on whenever and I'm always going to be into it. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think mm -hmm. listening to that album, and I haven't really listened through Mm -hmm. that album but like i've heard some songs and some singles for mm -hmm. off that album mm -hmm. and like hearing that and then also hearing her songs like what was like the first time i heard her song like four years she ago she did a song with calvin yeah, harris that was four years ago i believe in 2016 yeah and i feel like she's just as a musician her style has really matured and grown and she's kind of made it her own in that time mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i really appreciate mm -hmm. about her yeah and then if I could just do one more, I'm just trying to get a little bit. Oh, no, no one more. All right. Nope. Well, thanks for listening cool. today. We'll see you later. Cue, Cue the, the outro. outro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no surprise, but I definitely share the love with you guys with Anderson Pack. I mean, just what, what can you say? Especially just, after seeing yeah. him live. What oh, can, yeah. What can you say? Really makes me think. Yes, loud. Yes, loud. <laughs> Yeah, he, I mean, he's just he just throws down on absolutely everything. So, absolutely, that's that. All right, what you guys got? So for me, I mentioned this earlier, like a few minutes ago, but my favorite artist probably ever is Paul Simon, which I've talked about Anderson Pack a lot, just because he's what I listen to a lot at the moment, or I used to. But now it's his approach to musicianship and the way that he writes lyrics. If you listen in depth to any of his songs, most of them don't rhyme. 
Mm. It's more of just like a poem. Mm -hmm. And it's less about, hey, let's make sure that that this syllable and this syllable match up and that they rhyme and just writes Mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful music. Even his stuff with um, Simon and Garfungal is still pretty good as well. But Paul Simon, his own musician, especially Graceland and Rhythm of the Saints are perhaps his best albums. Uh, next, obviously Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. Have to talk about him. Um, the I'll put I'll put two more out there. One of okay. them being Jacob Collier, which I feel like we've talked about him a lot. Yeah, and it's it's insane. We could all agree on that too. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's just on another level. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. And then one band which I don't think we've brought up before. But it would have to be Snarky Puppy. Oh, yeah. We haven't really talked about them. No. Surprisingly. Yeah. They're a jazz band, neo-jazz, neo-funk. It's hard to describe Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. what type of music they play because it's just so perfect. Yeah. And then out of that band, I would even say that Bill Lawrence, who's the piano player, has some of my favorite solo work as well. So I would suggest Snarky Puppy and Bill Lawrence. Cool. I've already talked about Anderson Pack, and we all have, and yeah. Tom Mish, and uh, I mentioned Jordan Rakai's album, so I definitely would put Jordan Rakai on that list. Uh, some other artists that I haven't talked about as much that I would like to talk about now would be Khalid. Oh, okay. I like Khalid a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's really talented. He is. Really talented. I like, yeah. I like his style a lot, and... Whenever like he has he he has like a signature sound, like you hear mm-hmm. like oh that's Khalid, and like I love his songs. He does like um, a bunch of um, collaborations, mm-hmm. and like the the new one with Disclosure. It's not his newest one with Disclosure. I like a lot. Um, another artist I really like is uh, the band is called Rufus Dussault, or the artist. It's an electronic group. I've never heard of them. Rufus Dussault is really good. I like them a lot. Hmm. It's definitely, it's an electronic, they're electronic artists, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's different. It's different. So I definitely recommend nice. Rufus to soul. Uh, another band called, I'm just going to shout out my friend, Elijah, Elegy Jones. He is a, an up and coming artist and his style. Is, what I love about him is that I was talking about risk in another episode. He's like, not afraid of risk and has his own sound and he's not he's not really defining himself to a genre he just makes music and tells a story i really appreciate about that, that about him yeah i need to i need to listen actually i listened to the song that him and dj made together oh yeah, yeah. i forgot what it's called but i i listened to it it was it was cool so i, I need to listen to his own music though mm-hmm. more so Okay, so we're going to wrap this thing up with favorite, best concerts, performances that you've been to. So, I mean, we we already know there's going to be one that we're all going to say. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Anderson Anderson Pack. Okay, so we can all agree on that. We can move on from that one. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I'm going to go like two ends of the spectrum. The first concert I ever went to and this was I was talking about how being in in band like in high school and and whatnot really influenced my musical tastes my freshman year of high school we did a marching band show on the music of Earth, Wind & Fire 
Earth, Wind & Fire was my first concert. Wow. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. Earth, Wind & Fire was my first concert at Del Mar Fair. No way. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. All right. And that was... I mean, if you haven't listened to Earth, Wind & Fire, check them out because they are the definition of funk. Seriously. They are so good. Every, Every song they put out is pretty much a banger. So I saw them when I was in high school. Really, really good. And then... A couple years ago, I went to Outside Lands, which is a festival, music festival, first music festival I've been to. It's in San Francisco. Really, really good time. I really want to go to that festival. Oh yeah, it's it was awesome. I saw so many great performances at that at that festival, but the one that stood out to me was Florence and the Machine. I and maybe it was just because maybe it was because earlier in that day, um, I actually got to see her get interviewed. She got interviewed by Jonathan Van Ness, who's the guy from, um, what's that show? It's on Netflix. Queer Eye. He's the guy with the long hair. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he has a podcast. Uh, what's his podcast called? Getting Curious. Getting Curious, yeah. So they recorded a live episode of his podcast, and he interviewed Florence Welch. And is it Welch or Welsh? I forget. I think it's Welch. I want to say it properly, so I'm going to look it up. While you're looking that up, can we talk about one band that I think we're all into that none of us mentioned? And that would be Chon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Chon is a San Diego mm-hmm. rock-ish, but it's also a little bit, like, harder? It's like... It's not heavy metal. It's not hard no. rock, but... It's like math. Math rock. It's math rock. There we math go. Rock. Yeah. 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 I was going to say math metal, but it's not really metal. Yeah, math yeah. rock. Yeah. yeah. No, that... They throw down. Yeah. Wait, did you go to the concert with us? Yeah. I know that you. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. That's when I made the Chainsmokers joke. That yeah, is when you made the Chainsmokers <laughs> joke. Also, uh, quick little tidbit: I have only one vinyl signed by any artist, and it's their Chon album, the self-titled, the self-titled album. album. Nice. I have uh, both lead guitarists' signature on it. That's cool. One of them says "Yo Brady," and then their signature. Oh, that's that's dope. Nice. Yeah. So it's. It's uh, Florence Welch. And yeah, so I saw them live at Outside Lands. They were the headliners for like the Friday night show. But, you know, you listen to their music on, on the radio and you're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is radio music. And I don't mean to undermine what they do because they're really good. But when I saw them live, my appreciation for the, the depth and just sheer musicality of, of what that band does was like just skyrocketed. And like I said, that might've been because I also had seen her get interviewed earlier that day, but like they had, um, they had a harp out there. They had all these different drums from like they, they, uh, there was like a certo bunch of certo drums. There was just a, a wide a variety of musical instruments and, and they were all utilized, I felt like, just so appropriately. And, I mean, that's one thing. But just, like I said, the, the musicality of, of of how good they are. And, and her as a vocalist, is, she's just really, really solid and incredible to, to see live. So, for me, Earth, Wind & Fire, Lawrence and the Machine. One of the first, like, big concerts I went to was right before high school. And I went to go see Coldplay. Oh what! And this was when they released, uh, I believe it was the, was it the Death and All His Friends album? Probably that came out like, 
2009-ish. 2008-2009, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was like they released that album. They went on tour. And I saw them live. And they're just such incredible performers. Like, they're actually... Like, they do have some pretty poppy music out there. And I don't want to, like, discredit pop music. But mm-hmm. they have some popular music, pop music out there. and But just their musicianship. And they actually have a... A uh, tiny desk concert too, where they like go unplugged. Oh, yeah. It's a new yeah, one yeah. Uh, with Chris Martin, and then I believe the guitarist. I don't know his name though, but yeah, Coldplay, incredible performers. I saw them a second time. I think it was when we lived at the house actually in 2017, and yeah, that was a huge venue. That was at Qualcomm Stadium, nice. and they put on one hell of a show again. Mm-hmm. So Coldplay is definitely one of my favorite concerts as well. And then the other one was. Wolfpack. Oh. Now that that concert's kind of interesting for me because I was I had heard of Wolfpack. I've heard some of their music. I liked them and I appreciated the music. And then I saw them live. And it was it was incredible. Like just their personalities, their musicianship, everything showed on stage. And it was incredible, and I was—I became like such a huge fan of them after seeing them live. Like, I love their music. I listened to a bunch of the different albums after the fact. Like, and the crazy story was, I got like pretty cheap tickets because my buddy Jeremiah, his coworker, like couldn't go anymore or something like that, mm-hmm. and gave us the tickets, and they ended up being like in the front, like in the what's wow. it called? You were in, in the, the, pit. the standing yeah, area, in the pit. right? Yeah, and we didn't even know we were gonna be in the pit. Like we just like walked in, we looked at the tickets, we looked around, like, oh my god, like we're in the front. Nice. And this is at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Oh. You were at that concert too, with I Andy, was, right? Yeah. That was a good concert. I've been I'm not gonna lie, I've been debating for a while on what my favorite concerts have been. Yeah. And the one of them has to be Jacob Collier. I mentioned him as one of my favorite artists. The the way that he thinks and creates music is apps like I, it's hard to explain. Like his one of he just did a song with I think her name's Milani and Ty Dollar Sign, huh? Ty, Ty Dollar Sign, thank yeah. you. Yeah, Ty Dollar Sign, and the key is written in D half sharp. Yeah, or so, there's a, there's a modulation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a, there's a part where it modulates to a quarter tone. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it's insane. I it blows my brain every single time I think about it. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say the the next one after that would have to be the first time I saw Snarky Puppy live. I've always heard, like, anybody that's listened to Snarky Puppy, as soon as they listen to the first song, I feel like everybody wants to groove and they want to see them live. Like, I had, I went to go see them at some dinky bar out in, like, PB or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And there was like maybe like a hundred people max in the joint. Wow. Um, and I had a chair towards the back, but it was elevated and I was at the very front row. Everywhere else was standing room and I had a direct shot yeah. for me sitting down and watching Snarky Puppy do an hour and a half concert. And it was mind blowing the entire yeah. time. Sweet. And, you know, I, I know that all of us have obviously we've been to so many other concerts that we could talk about for hours that we all really like too. that. And that's the other thing that we were talking about this before we were even recording today. It's like, man, I miss going to live concerts given the current situation in our world. We were supposed to go to Jacob Collier 
Yeah, like two months ago. It was, it was, it was supposed to be in April. Yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to go see Tennyson in April. That's a new artist I've found. Mm. I've really come to like. Yeah. So, obviously, eventually, we'll go, we'll go to that concert. That concert mm-hmm. will happen someday. Yes. And I'm looking forward to it. So, real quick, because you got my... My my memory jogged, Phil, because you talked a lot about electronic music, and I realized I hadn't really done a shout out on that. So, just to close it up, a band I've been really into lately that I actually remember showing you, like last time I recorded, Sylvan Esso. I, I talked about how I've been getting really inspired about music production in one of the previous episodes, and when I listen to them and how they do electronic music because it's just it's just a girl and a guy she sings he does all this synth stuff making it sound super awesome uh like he has all this like modular synth stuff in there too it's like really really inspiring so when i listen to that that's that's kind of like a goal i feel like i'm looking towards someday like i want to make my music sound like that because it just sounds so rad so thanks for listening today we had a lot of different topics to talk about within the world of music but you all know that we are musicians at heart and it's something that we love so thanks for listening to our conversation today and we'll see you in the next one cue the outro hi everyone josh here i wanted to thank you all so much for listening to our episode today I'm sure you could tell that this one was one of our favorites to record. We wanted to let you know that this is actually our final episode of our first season. So we're going to take some time to generate new ideas for the future and continue to expand on all the conversations that we know you love listening to. To stay updated on when we release our second season, be sure to follow our Instagram, Twitter, and give our Facebook page a like. We'd really appreciate it. And finally, thank you to all of you, the listeners. Whether this was your first episode you listened to, one of a few, or maybe you've been here since the very beginning, we appreciate you so much. If you like what you're hearing and want more, listen to the rest of our first season and tell your friends about the 3X Roommates. This has been Phil, Josh, and Brady, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.